Welcome to episode 189 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, what is real? Social media does a pretty bang-up job of convincing us that everything that's posted is real, but we're smart enough to know better. Today, we'll call their bluff and prove that being outdoors is about as real as it gets. Then we'll review a headlamp that uses a unique swipe gesture to boldly illuminate your path. Today's hack is a cheap, easy way to store and access your 10 essentials. All this, and that's about it. Today on the first 40 miles. By the very nature of the media that we've chosen to share our message on, our first 40 milers get a one-sided view, almost a distorted view, of our personalities and our life. And of course, on the first 40 miles, we try to be authentic, try to be real, try to share stories that we think would be relevant to everyone. But really, no matter how hard we try, you just can't see the full picture over social media or any media. That's just the nature of media. It's never going to give you a 360-degree, 100% accurate view. Take today, for example. I'm currently wearing my backpacking clothes because <laughs> I'm going to head out camping with the boys today, uh, this afternoon. Uh, just a quick overnighter with some guys from church. Now, we're just going somewhere close by. It's a state park. It's car camping. Uh, so it's not really a backpacking trip. But while we're out there, you know, if I see some cool things, I might take some shots and I might share them on social media. What you won't see is that last night our daughter took the van to the drive-in and the battery died while she was there. And we were sound asleep. And so we woke up this morning to text messages telling us what had happened. And we've learned that the drive-in opens again at 4 p.m. today. So I can't leave on the camping trip until I can get into the drive-in and we can jumpstart the van. And then the boys and I can pile into the van. Heather can take the car home. And finally, our camping trip can begin. Before the sun sets, at least. Yeah, I was hoping to get out there early afternoon, have lots of time to just relax. And that's not quite going to happen. Uh, still, if I see something cool, I'll post a picture. And what first 40 milers will see on Facebook or Twitter would be some cool shot from a camping trip. They might even assume it's a backpacking trip, if I don't say otherwise. And what they won't see in that picture is the dead van trapped <laughs> in the drive-in parking lot. Well, you know, sometimes I see these really great people on social media who represent backpacking media outlets or products, or maybe these people are brand ambassadors, and they talk about how they spend so many hundreds of days per year on the trail. And I think that's great. That's super inspiring to the rest of us. But I want people to know, I want all of our listeners to know how we incorporate outside time into our lives. Because I think that's equally inspiring. We incorporate our backpacking trips and our outside time into our lives in a really balanced way. Backpacking is not our life. It just can't be. 
Life is our life. Life takes over. We have broken down vehicles. We have, you know, chores around the house. We have plants in our backyard that need to be watered every day. We have real life stuff that is most of our life. And then backpacking is this wonderful thing that gets injected into our life that gives us that, I don't know, that rush of energy, that, um, that time to recharge, relax. It's part of our life. In fact, I kind of wonder if we didn't have a backpacking podcast, would our winter trips even happen? I don't know about our winter trips, you know, maybe the summer ones, but winter trips, we are more motivated to get out in the winter because of the podcast. And right. we know we have gear that we want to test and, and things that we want to try. And we want to get out there so that we have stories to share. Right. But we do have like a real honest life that doesn't show up on our social media feed and that maybe doesn't make it into the podcast because it's not quite relevant to backpacking. But, you know, I think the the paradox is that we're talking about something that's as real as it gets on this podcast. We're talking about nature, hiking, backpacking, spending time with family, while at the same time using social media to share this message, which has a reputation for being about as fake as it gets, you know, <laughs> showing only the good times, the photoshopped images, the staged images. So you're not going to get the things that social media promises. Those things that you're searching for only come from authentic experiences, from actually being outside. So I think then our purpose is to inspire first 40 milers to get out there and have their own experiences because those will be far more powerful than any experience that we share. Right. Social media tends to be a very passive activity. Consuming it just requires the flick of your thumb, whereas being outside is very active, immersive, and fulfilling and frustrating and challenging and all of those things that you don't get from just flicking your thumb. It's very safe to just scroll. Being outside is the real deal. It's realer than real. <laughs> and for today's top five list, we wanted to share the top five reasons that backpacking is about as real as it gets. Realer than the realest social media posts. The ones that, that look so authentic, that look like, oops, I accidentally took this picture of this woman wrapped in a blanket, sitting out on the edge of a cliff, looking out at the sunset, holding her little mug of whatever. You I know, just happened along. <laughs> just happened to see this little picture. But you see those kind of images all over social media. But you know, they're staged. They're not real. <laughs> and one of the reasons that we want to talk about this today is that we're all looking for authentic experiences, but the line is getting so blurred now. How can you tell the real from the fake anymore? Especially when social media is trying so desperately to convince you that they're the real deal, that by just reading through everyone's feed, oh, this is their real life. This is what they're doing all the time, all these fun, cool things. So today's top five list is going to call out the five buzzwords from the world of social media that really belong outdoors where the real adventure begins. These are words that have been hijacked that do not mean what social media thinks they mean. We will teach them what these words mean. 
And the number one buzzword is smart content. Social media has hijacked this word to mean content that is intelligently personalized to your needs. You see this when you're on Facebook and you see an ad for something that you just bought. Yeah, or that you have done searches for that day, or even competitors too. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, that um, they're trying to create this content that's extremely relevant to your life. Social media outlets claim that they're trending toward content that's intelligent, it's personalized, it's targeted. But the truth is that nothing can replace those micro lessons that you learn when you're outside. Those lessons that seem to be custom tailored to you. Like, have you ever wondered why it is that you can learn something new about yourself on every single backpacking trip? Or like how a group of you can go out backpacking, and even though you're all in the same forest, you each get something completely different and uniquely satisfying? That's incredible. Or even the fact that you can go to the same place year after year and be amazed every single time. Truly, the backcountry is loaded with smart content that is divinely and intelligently personalized to your needs. And that's something social media will never be able to do. The next buzzword we hear a lot in social media is ephemeral. Ephemeral content in social media is short-lived, disappearing content. Usually it's only active for 24 hours before it's deleted. So you may see that someone posted pictures of an event, like a concert they went to. And if you miss that disappearing content, you've lost your chance to see these pictures. It creates that sense of urgency, that flighty feeling, that fear of missing out, FOMO. And this type of content appeals to a lot of people. If you are the type of person who craves ephemeral content, then social media is the wrong place to get your fill. You will find heaps, heaps and heaps of soul-satisfying ephemeral content in the wilderness. You'll see a fuchsia and orange sunset, or my favorite, the blue-orange sunsets where it kind mm -hmm. of blends together. You'll see summer's last hidden patch of snow melting before your eyes. You'll see the flicker of a fire. You may see a fawn darting through the woods. And the list goes on. The forest is filled with nonstop ephemera to the extreme. So you don't need to settle for Instagram stories of your brother-in-law setting off a firework inside of his barbecue. Pass on that. And instead, look for these little short-lived, disappearing moments outside. These little moments that may stay with you forever, although you may never share them with anyone else. It may be just something you saw for a moment and it was gone. Maybe we all have this tendency, I try to capture those ephemeral moments with the camera. And sometimes I, I get a good shot of something and it's like, wow, yeah, that was cool. I'm glad I got that. Most of the time I fail completely in my attempts to really capture those ephemeral moments. Oftentimes there's something that just can't be captured about them. There's some, sometimes it's the scope or the largeness of it. Sometimes it's the smallness of it. And when I try to capture it with the camera, I look at that shot that I got and it, it's just, it doesn't compare. One time when we were out on the Rogue River, you had set your hiking shoes out in the sun and I was sitting next to your hiking shoes and a butterfly 
landed on the tip of your shoe. And so I ran to get the camera and I was like, oh, please, butterfly, don't move. Just stay right there because I want to capture this moment. And really what I wanted to do was capture that feeling because I sat there with the camera and took about 45 pictures and none of them captured the feeling. They captured the image, but it didn't capture what I felt when I saw that butterfly land on your hiking shoes. So some some moments are better to just experience instead of uh, capture. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to learn for myself. I'm trying to discipline myself so that when some of those moments happen, I don't reach for the camera or any other recording device. I just take it in. It, it's so hard to learn that. I think it came naturally to people in the past when they never had a recording device uh, available to them, but now it's actually hard for us to just stop and just soak it in. Yeah, and I wonder how much of John Muir's writings actually happened off the trail when he had some time to reflect. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting question. The number three social media buzzword that can be totally outdone by backpacking is trending. Can you imagine if we used this term every time the seasons changed? Like, oh, look, robin eggs are trending. Glacial runoff is trending. But it's true. Nature has her cycles. And you can watch for those trends as you immerse yourself in the rhythm of nature. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Like on our first 40-miler trip around Mount Hood and, and we would cross those glacial runoff rivers, wouldn't that be silly to get an alert on our phone that every afternoon... Glacial runoff is trending right now. Well, it trends every day as the sun comes up and starts melting the glaciers. And then it detrends or untrends <laughs> overnight as everything cools off. And then it trends again the next day. <laughs> yeah, or hikers have reported large amounts of scree in their boots. Yeah. Scree is trending. <laughs> scree is trending. Wow. So nature does have her trends but we don't get those alerts on our phone. These are things that we can just watch for and enjoy. The number four social media buzzword that can totally be outdone by backpacking is live. Live, I think, is a funny social media trend because even though the content may be streaming to your device in real time, it's not really live. Live means that you are there, you are immersed in the moment, and you are you're physically present. To me, that's what live means. So social media can never be live. If it were live, you would be experiencing all the smells, the sounds, the temperature changes. You would feel the ground rumbling, and you would be able to kind of look around and see the off-screen sideshows. What's going on 360? And of course, social media will promise what it can never deliver. That's just the nature of social media. And it can never replace an actual experience. So even though they promise live, you will never get a truly live experience unless you are there. You know, like the sounds, the feel, the smell, the humidity change, the altitude, all of those things contribute to that truly live, immersive experience. And the number five social media buzzword that can be outdone by backpacking is authentic or another word that they use is vulnerable. Social media may claim to be sharing things that are honest, behind the scenes and raw, like Josh said. Yeah, we try to share things that are truthful, as truthful as we can, 
But the truth, the real truth, the truth behind the truth, <laughs> is that there's very little about your social media experience that isn't curated or targeted, or to put it bluntly, staged. So you know the photos that we share, you're not getting the full picture. You're not getting what's beyond the edges of the photo. You know, maybe some of that stuff isn't relevant, or maybe it's not pretty or photo worthy, or uh, maybe it's just a hot mess. <laughs> That's probably the truth of it. But if you want to live your life beyond the edges of a photo or beyond the screen edge of your phone, get outside and you will be the one who's having that authentic experience, that vulnerable experience, living the life that's honest and not photoshopped. Vulnerable is a big buzzword these days, but when you get out backpacking, you make yourself not only, you know, culturally vulnerable or socially vulnerable. No, you make yourself actually vulnerable, uh, physically vulnerable, emotionally vulnerable to whatever nature may throw at you while you're out there. That's some real vulnerability. So if you're looking for a vibrant, dynamic user experience that provides smart content that's ephemeral, trending, live, and totally authentic, then log off, unplug, disconnect, and get outside. For today's Summit Gear review, we'll be reviewing a Night Eyes headlamp. It has quite a few features, so here it goes. It is the Night Eyes Innova STS Power Switch Dual Power Rechargeable Headlamp. For structure, this is a headlamp which has a dual power source, which means it can run on a rechargeable lithium-ion battery pack, which is also removable, and it can also run on three AAA batteries. So you can pop out the battery pack and put in those three AAAs and charge your battery pack separately. That means that there are no delays in waiting to use your light while it recharges. It's pretty cool that there's that option. And in case you missed that, it comes with the rechargeable battery. The AAAs are an option. You could pull out the included battery to put them in. The headlamp is waterproof at IPX7. The headlamp itself is a polycarbonate body, and it's attached to a stretchy strap, which is something we talked about with another headlamp that we reviewed, which did not have a stretchy strap. So I'm a fan of the stretchy strapped headlamps. For utility, I want to talk about how to turn on this light because it's different from any other light you've used. It has STS technology, which is swipe to shine. Ah. So you don't push a button, you don't twist, you just glide your finger across the top of the headlamp. See? I see. Nobody else can see, but you no, can but see. No, but I can see. <laughs> so you swipe it. And then if you swipe the opposite direction, it makes it red. And if you swipe again that opposite direction, it does flashing red. And really, you're just swiping your finger physically across the plastic or the polycarbonate, and it turns on the light. There's no moving parts. It's just that, uh, you know, it, it senses that your finger is there. This light has four modes on it. So if you use this flashlight on high, it's going to shine at 280 lumens. But one of the cool features on this light is that it has a variable dim. So you can turn on the flashlight and then just put your thumb on top of where you swiped to shine and it will dim the light. And if you want to bring it back up to full light, you just keep your finger there and it will bring it back up to full light. 
It's kind of cool, actually, if you just uh, swipe to turn it on, and then you hold your thumb or finger over the lamp, it'll do this sort of all the way dim, and then back up to bright, back down to dim. <laughs> it'll just keep going back and forth. So I don't know, you could do some kind of cool show with that, A light I guess. show? <laughs> yeah. Get crazy. And then it also has a strobe feature, which people use um, not for light shows on backpacking trips, but as an emergency, you know, an emergency flasher. And then it also has a lockout mode, which I love this because we all have that secret fear of our flashlight being turned on in our backpack. And then we go to use it and it's completely dead. So you can lock out this light by holding your finger on it until it flashes red. And then you know that it's locked. And then to unlock it, you hold your finger on it again on that little swipe to shine zone and it will flash red and then you know that it's unlocked. For brightness at full power, it's 280 lumens, which is quite a lot. And then all the way dimmed down, it's 9 lumens. So that's a huge range in brightness output and a corresponding range in battery life. Even on high power, it'll last for two and a half hours, which is not bad. And on the lowest power, you'll get 80 hours out of it. For mass, the Innova STS Power Switch Dual Power Rechargeable Headlamp, <laughs> it is a mouthful, but it's cool features, weighs 2.3 ounces or 66 grams. And for dimensions, it's about two and a half inches by about two inches by about two inches. For maintenance, the lithium ion battery that comes with the headlamp takes about two hours to charge. But you can also pack triple A's in case you think it might take a little bit more, like if you're using a solar charger and you don't exactly know how long it's going to take for your lithium ion to recharge all the way. But I love that it has a rechargeable feature. You cannot charge it and use it at the same time, though, because in order to recharge the battery, you have to remove the battery. So it either makes sense to get another lithium ion or just have some spare triple A's with you in your pack. For investment, this headlamp is $45, and for trial, I really liked the lockout mode. You don't have to worry that your light will turn on in your pack, and I would recommend using lockout mode in your pack, because even just digging around in your pack, you may bump the light and it could turn on. That swipe feature is really cool when you're wearing the headlamp, but it also can maybe work against you because you don't hear the click when you turn it on. So definitely use that lockout mode feature. Another thing to think about with this swipe to shine feature is in the wintertime when you might be wearing gloves. A lot of gloves come with like a sensor surface so that you can still use things like smartphones. And that same surface will work really well on this light. However, if you have gloves that don't have that sort of a surface on them, then you may have troubles turning on this light. If you push really hard, then that may get your finger to be close enough to the surface of the light and squish the thickness of your glove and it'll work. But otherwise it may not, or if you have a really thick glove, it won't work. So if you're planning on using this light in the wintertime, I would recommend that you also use gloves that have that uh, sensor surface that's built for using things like smartphones. Because this headlamp has so many features, it might take a little while to learn the different swipe cycles and how to get from high to the variable dim to the strobe and how to do the lockout feature. But it's pretty basic. I think playing with it for a while will kind of, uh, it will become more intuitive. But you may want to pack along the little how-to instruction manual just so you don't forget how to turn on your flashlight. Yeah, you don't want to blind your backpacking buddies while you're <laughs> learning how to use this thing. I like that this flashlight has a dimmable feature, 
but it does start out on the highest capacity, which you hardly ever need when you're backpacking. So I will probably not use it in that high capacity mode, the highest mode, because it burns through battery life so quickly. But I like that it's so easy to get to the dimmest mode. Yeah, but we would prefer that it would start on dim mode and you could push and hold to brighten it from exactly. there to get what you need. That would be so great. I love, I love our lamps that start on the lowest mode for sure. One of the really cool things about this headlamp is that it is part of a multi-mount system. That means that the actual headlamp box that's attached to your head can also be used interchangeably with the night eyes bike mount. They also have a helmet mount and they um, of course have the headlamp strap brackets so that this light can be used for other outdoor sports. And I think we mentioned this at the beginning of the Summit Gear Review, but this Innova headlamp is a Night Eyes product. And I love Night Eyes because they are innovators. You can find so many interesting, I want to say outdoor things, but really it's kind of life things, things that fix your life. They're one of those companies. So I appreciate the innovation that they've put into this headlamp and the interesting technology. The swipe to shine feature is something that I've never seen anywhere else. So we will have the link in today's show notes for the Innova STS Power Switch Dual Power Rechargeable Headlamp. And that will be at thefirst40miles.com slash 189. For today's backpack hack of the week, zip top storage bags for 10 essentials. Recently in the news, and I don't even know how this made it into the news, but this a woman showed up to a red carpet type event carrying her stuff in a Ziploc storage bag. And of course, at this red carpet event, everyone else has designer bags and they're wearing their designer dresses and tuxedos. And she shows up with a Ziploc bag and she said, because it's convenient, because I can see everything. Everything that I need is right there. So we're stealing her idea for 10 essentials because sometimes you need access to your stuff and you need it fast. You're ready to light your stove and you can't find your matches. Well, if you use a see-through bag, everything will be right there. It's slim, easy to find things, easy to seal. It's waterproof. It's cheap, multi-use. It just makes sense. So even though it might not last as long as one of those really nice Cordura zipper bags, it's going to do what you need it to do, and it may do it even better than one of those nicer bags. And we'll leave you today with some trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Daniel J. Rice, who wrote This Side of a Wilderness. He said, If you have not touched the rocky wall of a canyon, if you have not heard a rushing river pound over cobblestones, if you have not seen a native trout rise in a crystalline pool beneath a shattering riffle, or a golden eagle spread its wings and cover you in shadow, if you have not seen the tree line recede to the top of a bare crested mountain, if you have not looked into a pair of wild eyes and seen your own reflection, please, for the good of your soul, travel west. Or east, or north, or south. I don't know if it really matters what direction you travel. Just get outside. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. You can order our most recent children's book, Backpacker ABCs, on Amazon or iTunes. We'll see you next time on the first 40 miles.
And the number one word is... (coughs) You had a cough. That was so real. So authentic. I feel like we should leave it in. (laughs) That's that's something we leave out a lot. (laughs) We cough. We breathe. We edit it out. It's real. 